Welcome friend, I'm Rick Pasquale. Thank you for joining us today. I believe God has a word for you. I know God loves you and has a plan for your life. So listen to this live service and let God speak to you. Most of you know that we live stream our audiences around, live stream our services to audiences around the world. And today I want to show you a slide of a young lady from South Sudan that came to us this week. As a Christian, I greet you, the family of ICF Rome, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, amen. My name is, we've removed it, I live in South Sudan, war-torn area. Thank you in the name of Jesus. I can't tell you how many of those we receive on a weekly basis. Matter of fact, we have a young lady here today that has come from her country, I believe it's Copenhagen, to worship with us today because she follows us on live stream. And she wanted to find out whether or not this was all real or not. Is that lady here? Where is she? You're right there. She's very shy. I understand. No, no problem. She wanted to sit front and center to say, is this the real thing that I've been watching on that, on that uh, computer screen? And, uh, but thank you for coming. Uh, hopefully I didn't embarrass you. These are just a small token of what this church does to reach our world. We can't keep this to ourselves. We have to give it out. And today, we start a new series that is going to compel us to get this message out. The technology that we have and what we're about to advance to start doing in our church that some of you and some of us is beyond our comprehension, but we're about to take all of our technology to another level. And instead of reaching 100 countries at a time, we're going to reach them all. And we're going to be more powerful in our part back there, even to the place that we now have an organization called Network 211 that has discipleship programs for everyone that gives their life to Christ in almost every language in the world that's going to do our follow-up for every person that is watching us, we can get them proper literature to help encourage them in the faith. Isn't that incredible? What God is about to do, because we've decided we're not just going to keep this thing right here. So today I launch our new series for the month of October. The place is the upper room. It's the place of power. And I'm going to believe that this month we are going to see firsthand a demonstration of the Spirit's power in our church. We cannot just do it on salvation alone. We have to receive everything the Lord has. Now, for some of you, this will be new information. Some of this, this will be the first time that you've ever heard about the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity. 
except for when the pastor blesses you every Sunday and I say in the name of the Father, name of the Son, and name of the Holy Spirit. You hear it every Sunday. But there's more to just the name. And this month, we're going to help you understand what the Holy Spirit has been given to us for. The book of Acts chapter 1. I'm going to read to you because I want you this month from this this message to have the the background or the, the platform for what I will communicate to you this month. Our theme verse of Acts 1-8 that they read to you at the beginning of our service is, is our verse. I want you to memorize that verse. And when we get to it today, we're going to read it together. You can read it off the screen, but you don't have to read all this, just verse 8, okay? In my former book, Theophilus, I wrote about all that Jesus began to do and to teach. Until the day he was taken up to heaven... After giving instructions through the Holy Spirit to the apostles he had chosen. And after his suffering, he presented himself to them and gave many convincing proofs that he was alive. He appeared to them over a period of 40 days and spoke about the kingdom of God. On one occasion, while he was eating with them, he gave them this command. Now, when God gives us commands, we should probably listen. All right, look at your neighbor and say, this is your moment to listen. I was in America a couple weeks ago, and I said them to turn to their neighbor, and only half the room turned and looked at the I looked at the pastor. I said, you have a lot of very stubborn people in your house. And I found out after church they had never been asked ever to do that before. It was something new. But I, the Italian, going back to America would not relent until they obeyed. And I said, look at your neighbor and tell them. And they finally obeyed. In our church, we obey on the first time. Amen. That's because nothing Do not leave. That's pretty clear. Do not leave Jerusalem, but wait for the gift my father promised, which you heard me speak about. For John baptized with water, but in a few days you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit. Then they gathered around him and asked him, Lord... Are you at this time going to restore the kingdom to Israel? He said to them, It is not for you to know the times or dates that the Father has set by his own authority. But you will receive power. Let's go. When the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. After he said this, he was taken up before their very eyes, and a cloud hid him from their sight. 
They were looking intently up into the sky as he was going when suddenly two men dressed in white stood beside them. Men of Galilee, they said, why do you stand here looking into the sky? This same Jesus, who has been taken from you into heaven, will come back. I just said that a few minutes ago, didn't I? In the same way you have seen him go into heaven. called the place of power. My message for today, ushers, you're going to have to just get chairs and put them in the back. So tell this guy right here, make that happen. The Bible's very clear what happened after the death and resurrection of our Lord Jesus Christ. He went to heaven and sent us in his place the Holy Spirit, the third member of the Trinity. Now remember, Jesus walked on this planet 33 years, three years in ministry, got the disciples trained, equipped. They hung him on the cross. He died. Three days later, he comes back to life. Everybody with me? Everybody believe that? Okay, now wait a minute. That was not a good amen. Everybody believes that Jesus came back to life. Okay, I'm just making sure. Make sure the live stream mic is on. And when they came, they they looked. They opened their eyes. They wanted to see what's going to happen. The Lord knew... They were going to need some help because the assignment of what they were about to receive was big. How were they going to accomplish what God had commanded them to do without some help? He was asking them to live a holy life and to be his ambassador to the world. So I'm asking you, how are you going to live a holy life and be the ambassador to the world for Christianity unless you have the power that is needed to do it? Unless you have the authority that is needed to do it? Unless you have the anointing that is needed to do it? How are you going to do it? The Bible says, go everywhere and tell everyone the good news. So this month in our series, we've called it the place of power. For you not to only understand about the Holy Spirit, because I'm going to teach you this month. Because I know in a room like this with 77 nations of the world, You have come from all kinds of church backgrounds. All kinds of teaching on this subject. But hopefully, I will do my very best to communicate what the Bible has to say about the third member of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit. 
And when we finish this series this month, not only will you have the understanding of the Holy Spirit, but you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit. How many wants a gift today? Okay, how many, if I said I'm going to give you 100 euro right now, would you raise your hand? I'm glad there's only about 15 people that want 100 euro. That got lost in translation, I'm sure. They could not understand what 100 euro was. But if I was to pass out 100 euro right now to anybody that raised their hand, I'll guarantee you, not only would the people that raised their hand get the $100, but the people net 100 euro, the people next to them would be saying, I want my $100, 100 euro. And I said, no, you didn't raise your hand. You don't get it. I want you to know that it's important for us this month to understand. So I'm asking you, as your pastor, I want you to open the Bible and read as much of the book of Acts that you can possibly read. And at least for this week, if you could read Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2 before next week, and all of you watching on live stream all over the world, I'm asking you to do it as well. Acts chapter 1 and Acts chapter 2. Then you will know the basis, scriptural basis, for what I'm going to give you so that we can receive what he has for us. So number one. It's the place. The place was Jerusalem. The Bible calls it, it was the place of suffering. Jesus bled and died, took those stripes. A lot of people were persecuted. But I want you to know, it was also the place that he instructed his disciples to stay. <laughs> when somebody, how many, okay, I'm not going to ask you how many have kids. Because a lot of you have kids or had kids. When you tell your child to stay, you are expecting your child to stay. Is that true? How many parents want to tell your child to stay and that means Run. Wait a minute, let's make sure I'm good here. Now, in, let's, let's pick on Nigeria today. I love picking on that country. Nigerians, be, be very strong and be very honest with what I'm about to ask you. When you tell your child to stay or stop, are you expecting them to obey or are you expecting them to run away? You're not Nigerian? You're Texan. Give me a Nigerian. Sandra, what are you expecting your child to do? Obey. Salamatu, what are you expecting your child to do? Okay. Abby, you don't have kids. I didn't mean to pick on you, though. Someday. But when you someday have kids, you will expect your child to stay. Right? Now, if that's good for Nigeria, it's good for everybody, right? Kunle, I know you would have just said, no, let them run. 
You see what I'm saying? When God is telling us to do something, he's saying the same thing. I'm wanting you to stay. He wasn't expecting you to run. He was expecting you to stay. Remember, they had just killed him. This is words that was given in the 40 days after the resurrection, if you read your Bible. So while he was there, he talked to the disciples a number of times. And one of the times, he said, I want you to stay here. Do not leave Jerusalem. Why? Because this is where the promise was going to come. And I'm going to say it now, and you're going to hear it a million times this month. God doesn't break promises. He never has, and he never will. He doesn't break promises. So in other words, these disciples are thinking, oh, why should we stay here? They just want to kill us in this city. Let's go to another city. But the Lord said, stay here. Jerusalem at that time was one of the world's busiest cities. Just for you history buffs, during its long history, Jerusalem has been destroyed completely twice. Besieged or taken over 23 times. Attacked 52 times. And captured and recaptured 44 times. This city has had a lot of trouble. And Jesus is saying, stay. Now, you only have to be in Rome for a short period of time to say, this city's had some trouble. Hello? We moved here from the city of Detroit, Michigan. And I can tell you that city has had a lot of trouble. A lot of the major cities of the world has had trouble. You understand what I'm saying? But Jesus felt it was important that what was about to happen was going to come from a major city of the world. And I'm going to give you the reason in a minute. To show you what's happening today, approximately 9 million tourists will show up to this city this year. 9 million. There's only 4 million that live here, but 9 million are going to show up. In Jerusalem this year, there will be approximately 4 million people show up. Just show up. That's a lot of people. So even back then, it was one of those busy cities. So not only was the place Jerusalem, but it was a place in Jerusalem. It was the upper room. It was just a room. They had to be selected by one of the people in attendance. Did you know that they were there for nine days? In that nine days, they elected a new disciple because one of them went bye-bye. His name was Judas. He went the other direction. 
What, am I preaching to a church that don't know their Bible? Yeah, he, he betrayed Jesus. He's the guy. Well, he went out. They had to put a new guy in. Okay, what's the new guy's name? Matthias. Read your Bibles. So nine days, they're in this room. They handle some business. I'm sure a few of them said, I'm scared to death. There's 120 of them crammed here together. And they start to pray. In this tiny little room. See, the place is important. Because it demonstrates to us that 2,000 years later, that the people willing to risk their lives for the Savior of the world were obeying what God said. And exactly what he was telling them to do. They had no idea that that was going to affect us today. They thought it was just affecting them for the moment. So there had to be a purpose for all of this. Couldn't just be the place, had to be a purpose. Great to go to the upper room, great to be in Jerusalem. Great to have a prayer meeting. But there had to be a purpose that Jesus wanted them here. See, these group of the original disciples followed Jesus around for about three years. Then they stood watched and watched him disappear, what I read to you earlier, out of their sight. So that he went back to heaven and today is sitting on the right hand of the Father. See, ringing in their ears at that moment was, don't leave Jerusalem. Stay here and you will be endowed with power. See, what choices did they really have but to obey? See, my friends, if you keep trying to figure this ball game out by yourself, you're going to find out how many more mistakes you're going to make. But when you ask God for his help, you will find out that he has the gifts, he has the ability to take care of you in your days to come. Empower you. Don't leave Jerusalem. Yes, they could have ran back to their old lives. They could have went back to fishing. They could have went back to tax collecting. They could have went back to their family life. They could have done that. In all the villages in that surrounding area. They could have abandoned ship. But they sat there and said, you know what? The Lord just told us to do something. Maybe we should obey what he's telling us to do. And if we will obey, we don't know what's going to happen. We've never received the Holy Spirit before. We don't know what this power is that he's talking about. But up till now, whatever Jesus said, say he said, has happened. So since everything he said up to now, we've only known him for three years. It has happened. Maybe we should believe that what he has said is about to happen. What he promised will happen. What he said to us face to face 
is going to happen. Don't miss that part. Because some of you are anticipating in your own spiritual life more, deeper. Are you hearing me? You cannot be satisfied with where you are spiritually. All of you have to make advancements. I have to keep making spiritual advancements to be more like Christ. Remember early in my message today, I said there's two reasons. It is to live a holy life and to be his ambassador. Two reasons we need the Holy Spirit. So there had to be a purpose in Jesus' mind. See, we can only speculate what may have been going through their minds. <laughs> you know me, I like to think of what they were thinking about. I'm sure Peter was saying to himself and to his friends, look, I've already messed up three times. I really don't want to mess up again. Hello? I've already blown this thing three times. I, I, I don't want to be the guy that messed up four times. So Jesus said, stay, we're staying. Can you, can you picture the biggest guy in the room saying something like that? And John's probably saying, man, I love him so much. I'm so sad that he left. But if he told me to stay, I'm staying. Can you picture in your mind what each of the disciples were trying to say to each other? Why they would stay, why they would risk their lives? I want to give it to you. I believe that the total existence of the church rested on the shoulders of these disciples. Now, you're going to have to do a lot of homework to get all that information. But I believe the New Testament church was founded on what Jesus did for those past three years, but had to be put in place by his disciples. ICF Rome exists today because of the disciples and because of the upper room. I'm going to say that again. ICF Rome exists today because what the disciples did 2,000 years ago in the upper room in Jerusalem. They weren't afraid to stay. Fear would have taken them back to their own home. They decided that if God said it, I'm going to believe it. And I'm going to receive what Jesus has for our lives. I want you to know, my friend, that it is impossible for us to fulfill what God has said to us unless we believe there's a greater purpose. As your pastor, I put it right in my notes, I have got to be a good communicator to you to you watching all over the world. I have to be a good communicator. I can't get up here and just read stuff to you. Pull stuff off the internet and read stories or something, whatever everybody else does. I gotta communicate what the Bible says because I want you to make it. What Jesus said as he was ascending back to heaven was true. I'm going, but I'm leaving. Mm. 
I'm going back to the Father, but I'm going to leave you the third member of the Trinity, the Holy Spirit, so that you can be empowered to do what I'm asking you to do. I'm not going to leave you by yourselves. I've been with you for three years, but there's more to this story. There's more to what's about to happen. Your life is going to be changed forever. And you think about that. And those men turned our world upside down. They decided that we're going to obey. And on the day of Pentecost, they were filled with the Holy Spirit. And this month, we will go at extreme lengths to make sure you understand what that means. But it is your moment. It's our moment as a church. It's your moment as an individual to go after all that God has for us. Maybe this is the first time you've ever heard this subject. For some of you that have been spirit-filled for years, you're probably saying, man, pastor, you could have went faster. No, no, no. I got to preach to a lot of people in a lot of different platforms. And I got to make sure everybody gets going in the right direction. Because I know people have come into this room today thinking, what is that going to be about? And I start talking about Holy Spirit. I talk about baptism. Now, this is going to freak you out. But I'm going to talk about speaking in tongues. I'm going to talk about the gifts of the Spirit. I'm going to talk about prophecy. I'm going to talk about anointing. I'm going to talk about the fruits of the Spirit. It's a whole big ball game. And there's a lot for all of us to get. So I'm not going to jump ahead and fast forward it just to the ones that are way over here yet. And they've already gotten it. And they've already been in it. I want to take everybody with us. So that those that have never heard this subject of the Holy Spirit before. Are able to grasp how important, how valuable it is for your life. Don't leave Jerusalem. Don't leave Jerusalem. What am I saying to you today? For them it was the place they received their power. See, in order to live this holy life, you got to have God's power. God's power is the Holy Spirit. The power is the Holy Spirit. Hello, I'm going to say it again. The power is the Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, the New Testament in the book of Acts, it says it's the dynamite. You know what dynamite is? It's explosive. Boom! He just say boom in church? Yeah. Explosion. I want that in my life. You say, how do I get to be, I'm not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ, for it is the power of God unto salvation. How do you get that? You get, boom. That, how does that translate? Just boom? Just boom? Add another word to it. Listen. If we love God, we will obey. Do you hear what I just said? He asked the disciples to stay. 
they risked their lives for you and me. They stayed. You want me to fast forward their lives a few years later? All the churches they planted all over the world, all the things that they did, and all of them were killed for the cause of Christ. Wow. Yeah. Why? They had the upper room. They knew it was real. Their Savior had gone, but they had received. Today, this month, you're going to get plenty of opportunity for you to receive. For you to not only understand, but I want inside of each of you this month a deeper hunger for more of God. More. Say, Pastor, what do I say? I want more of God. That's all you say. It's not complicated. I want more of God in my life. I need more of God in my life. My friend, you'll be a better parent with the Holy Spirit. You'll be a better student with the Holy Spirit. Your job will be so much easier with the Holy Spirit. I'm just telling you. You'll be a better person because of the Holy Spirit. Why wouldn't you want the gifts the Holy Spirit has? My singers will be better singers with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. My instrument players will be better instrument players with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Our greeters will be better greeters if they have the anointing of the Holy Spirit. Listen to me. Our prayer workers will be better prayer workers, more anointed prayer workers with the anointing of the Holy Spirit. We can't keep this to ourselves. We're at a moment. I've been here five years and three months. We're at our moment for us to go to a whole nother dimension. Last week we met with all the leaders in this church. And we were tough. We told them some things that they had to start stepping up their game. And they all said, we're in. Now I'm telling you how everybody's going to step up their game. It's not just the leaders, it's all of us. Because this city needs Jesus. Your workplace needs Jesus. Your school needs Jesus. Your neighbors need Jesus. And the only way for that to happen is you receive the power that the Holy Spirit can give us. So this month, you anticipate week after week after week of God doing something new in your spiritual life so that you can be what God has asked you and I to be. Would you bow your heads, please? Today, you've heard a word from the Lord, and I believe God has spoken to you. So if you say this prayer with me, I know God can change your life. They're saying it live here in Rome right now with me because God can change your life. God has a plan for you. I've told you that. And I want you to believe it with all of your heart. So will you say this prayer with me? Dear Lord Jesus, I invite you into my life this day. Change me. Help me. I pray, oh God, I'm going to live for you. 
friend, if you've just said that prayer, I can tell you that God has just changed you and has come into your life. Now, I believe that today you may have listened to this and you've known that God already lives in your life. Well, God wants to speak to you and help you. So I'm going to pray a second prayer, and that prayer is for a miracle to happen for you this day. I believe in miracles. I know you do as well. So let's pray and let God touch you right where you're listening to this sermon. Lord, I thank you today for my friend that has heard this message. Lord, I know that they have needs and situations that's going on in their life. God, you're a big God, and you hear and answer our prayers. So today, oh God, will you hear this prayer from your humble servant? God, will you answer this prayer on my new friend's behalf? Will you heal them? Will you touch them? Will you guide them? Lord, come in right now, wherever they're listening, Lord, and answer their prayer. Thank you, Lord, for doing that. If you've just said that prayer and listened to that prayer with me, I know that God has spoken to you. Would you do me a big favor? You're going to see, scrolled on the bottom of this, a website with an email address. If you said the prayer that said, God, come into my heart, or today you're believing with me for a miracle, I want you to drop us a quick note and say, hey, pastor, I want you to continue to pray for me and my family. You know, God loves you, and he has a plan for your life, and I'll guarantee you, your best days are still in front of you. So God bless you, and join us next week.